Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew, and my name is Anna. And you're listening to the Culips English podcast. Hey there, everyone! Welcome back to another Culips episode. This is Chatterbox, the series for intermediate and advanced English learners that features natural, unedited conversations between native speakers. About a variety of things. It could be a compelling topic, maybe a cultural exchange, or a trending event, a hot issue. You never know. <laughs> Today, I'm joined by my co-host Anna. Hey there, Anna. Hi, Andrew, and hello, listeners. Okay, Andrew. In a couple of recent Chatterbox episodes, we talked about some similarities and differences between our two home countries, the UK for me and Canada for you. And today, we're going to keep that tradition alive by talking about pubs and pub culture, and then we're going to compare and contrast what they're like in both the UK and also in Canada. Awesome. Yeah, these kinds of cultural chats that we have, Anna, they're some of my favorites. Like, I loved it when we talked about tea, for example. I thought that was a really interesting conversation. So I can't wait to talk about pubs、uh, today. But before we do, let's remind everyone that there is a full transcript and a study guide for this episode. It's on our website, guys, which is culips.com. C U L I P S dot com. And the study guide is available for all Culips members. Now we design the guide to help you improve your English fluency and get the most out of learning with this episode. Inside the study guide, you'll find the full transcript, of course, but there are also detailed vocabulary explanations and usage examples, a quiz, and prompts that you can use for speaking and writing practice. Also, when you're a Culips member, you'll get a lot of other great bonuses as well. So, to get all the details about that and to sign up and become a member, just visit culips.com. C-U-L-I-P-S.com. We also wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners with the username Sodium Free, who left us a lovely comment and five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Sodium Free wrote. One day, I accidentally turned on this podcast while waiting for a bus. At that moment, I realized I really enjoyed listening to your dialogues. This podcast provides us with a really clear pronunciation. If I say so myself, <laughs> I was not good at listening before, but I found that my listening skills are improving a lot. I'm really thankful for you guys. I love it. Well, thank you so much for the review. Sodium free, and don't eat anything salty. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that username too. I thought it was a very cute username. So thank you, Sodium Free, for that awesome review. And also thank you to everyone out there who has been supporting us by doing all of these great things that help podcasts on the internet, like liking, reviewing, commenting, subscribing, following, etc., etc. Guys, all of these things really do help. Support Culips and help other learners from around the world connect with us and improve their English with us. So keep it up; we do really enjoy it. Okay, Anna. Today we are talking about pubs and pub culture. Personally, myself, I do enjoy visiting the pub every once in a while. So I'm excited about this topic. 
And uh, right now, I am recording on a Friday at around 7.15 in the evening. This is kind of the time that I would maybe potentially visit a pub. So uh, it's perfect timing. And uh, I think we should start by explaining what kind of a place a pub is, because some of our listeners, maybe especially those who are listening from outside of Europe or North America, maybe they're not too familiar with what pubs are. So Anna, could you explain it? What kind of a place is a pub? Wow, what a question. Um, I feel a lot of responsibility to try and explain this very accurately as well, because it's a big part of the British culture. So a pub is actually a shortened word, first of all. It's actually um a public house, um, traditionally. So we've we've kind of shortened it to 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 pub. And it's like a bar. I would say in in Spain the equivalent would kind of be your, you know, a local bar. And it's a local place where people go and they drink things. Maybe they eat things as well, but normally it's to go and, and have a drink. Maybe that's a beer, a lager, an ale. Um, and really the whole thing about pubs is that, you know, every town has a pub. Okay. And I, I'd say probably one of the differences between a hamlet, which is like a, a one or two houses, which is quite common in England, actually, a hamlet and a village is that a village has a pub. So, you know, villages which are a little bit smaller than towns you know all villages have pubs uh maybe you have a small grocery shop and and that's it those are the those are the facilities in a in a village or i'd say the basic facilities in a village so pubs are a really important part of the community as well because it's where people go to drink together like you said, they go uh, in the evening after work, or maybe they go at lunchtime. I think there's people that go every day, but yes, some people like to go a lot. Some people like to go occasionally, but it's a real feature of the community. It's where a lot of people come together, especially in small villages, obviously in bigger places. It's, you know, a lot of different people come in. And, and one thing, um, you might find interesting if you ever visit somewhere like Canada or America or, or the UK or Ireland, for example, and you walk into a very local pub in a village, everybody's going to stare at you. Like everybody. As soon as you walk in, everybody's going to be like, who's that? And it's like really intimidating sometimes because all of these people know everybody in the village. Okay. So when you walk in, they're like, who are you? Right. Locals only. <laughs> Locals only. Right. So there's kind of that vibe as well sometimes. But of course, there's lots of pubs in the middle of city centers that have lots of people that go there. and But they still have the locals, the people that go to the same pub all the time for their whole lives. That's also a big feature of pubs, the, the locals. So I'm not really sure if that's a very good description. But yeah, people go there to, to drink, relax, socialize. Do you think that's a good definition, Andrew? Would you like to add anything? I'm not sure if I've done it justice. No, I think you did a really good job. And that's definitely my understanding of pubs in the UK. I'd say they're a little bit different in Canada, which is uh, interesting when we compare the two. I think in Canada, maybe they're not as much uh, of a gathering point for the community. Of course, there are regulars. Regulars are the people that we call that go to the pub like every day. And, you know, they're very friendly with the staff and the other customers who are regulars as well. So there is like a little bit of that, but not so much. I guess I would sum up a Canadian pub as kind of a hybrid of a restaurant and a bar. It's a place where you can 
eat food and they do serve like a lot of food at pubs and many people go there for lunch or dinner. But it's also a place where you can enjoy a drink. And traditionally, I think most people drink beer at pubs in Canada, although there are other uh, drinks available as well. It's also a place where you can do a lot of fun activities. So you could maybe play pool or darts. Uh, maybe there's a trivia night. You could play a trivia game or uh, some pubs even have live music. And when I lived in Canada, I was really involved in the music scene. So I'd go to pubs often to like watch concerts and stuff. So that's what kind of makes them really fun places, I think, is because you can meet your friends there, you could have a drink, you can have some food, you can hang out, but then you can also do something, right? You can play darts or even like when I was living in Montreal, the pubs in Montreal, you could gamble. There was like <laughs> slot machines and video gambling machines. There is where you would see a lot of regulars, like people, unfortunately, who are gambling addicts, let's be honest, sitting at the pub, um, playing the machines all day. And those people were really regulars. But uh, yeah, that makes it kind of fun. It's like there's a lot of things that you can do at a pub. And there's really different degrees of pub, I have to say. You've got your standard pub that's pretty basic. Maybe it just serves drinks and maybe a bit of pub food. What we're really talking about with basic pub food is things like, well, especially in the UK, you know, fish and chips, uh, burger and chips, uh, the English breakfast, uh, sausage and mash, which is one of my favorites. I uh, can't wait to try that again. But also there's been the rise of the posh pub, which is where they serve like a like a Michelin star service. I remember going to a, a pub and you know, just a, a pub in um in the countryside because where I come from in England, um my town is a fairly normal uh town, but then around in the countryside there's lots of very affluent areas and there are lots of pubs in the countryside in, in these villages. And I remember going to this pub thinking, Oh yeah, it's just gonna be like, you know, your normal standard run of the mill food. And it was like a Michelin star service and it was extremely expensive. And I thought, oh my goodness. So be careful because just because it's a pub doesn't mean it's necessarily cheap, especially in a posh pub. Uh, so there there are some posh pubs as well. But yeah, so there's a range of different, some of them are like cheaper. There's a brand in the UK, if you go there, which is called Weatherspoons. I don't know if you have these in Canada. No. Okay, so Weatherspoons is like, you know, your cheap, basic beer, pub food. If you go to the UK, uh, see if you can spot a Weatherspoons. There's definitely one in all the major city centers or several. So this is like a big pub chain and there's actually a lot of pub chains. That's interesting. Yeah, because when you go to a village, it's run by probably a family and they live upstairs. Wow. Yeah, they live in the house um, with the pub. Uh, is that why it's called a public house, I guess? Members of the public can come to the house. Right, I think so. Obviously, that's a, a, a in a village or whatever, but there are chains now as well of pubs because it's so popular in the UK. I mean, it's just a, a big part of our going out and socializing culture. Well, that's really interesting because in Canada, I don't think we have any pub franchises or chains. They're like all independent and um, that is kind of cool about them as well. Is like they each have their own little uniqueness to them. They have um, different menu or different drinks or different music that they'll play. Or you know, some will play hockey, some will play basketball. 
uh, on the TVs. Uh, some are sports bars, some are like music oriented pubs or bars. So that makes it cool. I like how each uh, pub has its own kind of individual flavor to it, so to speak. One thing that's popular in Canada, Anna, that I'm curious about if it's popular in the UK as well, is the Irish pub. Uh, there's a lot of pubs that advertise themselves in Canada as being Irish pubs. I thought, I don't think they'll get away with that in the UK. <laughs> but are there any Irish style pubs in, in the UK? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, yeah. And also in Spain, that's a really big thing here. Yeah. Yeah. There's loads of Irish pubs in, in Madrid. It's like a brand. It's like a, a thing. I, I actually think most of the people running these these bars are not actually Irish. They're actually just Spanish people. They just stick Irish on the front. And they're like, oh, perfect. We're going to get all the, the people from the UK and Ireland and Wales and Scotland. They're all going to come here. Um, so I think it's actually a pretty good business. Um, if you can set up an Irish pub in a place where there's lots of expats, but there's loads, there's, there's loads here. Uh, some nice ones, some not so nice ones, but you know, it's a brand, the Irish pub. It's really, really, no, it's really popular here as well. Yeah, there are a couple of Irish pubs in Seoul as well, where I live, but uh, they're all mostly focused on the expat community. I don't think there are too many places that are exclusively like patronized by Koreans. They're mostly in neighborhoods where expats live. They're not really too popular here in Seoul. And one thing I did notice when I went to a pub in the UK that was different than in Canada is that in Canada, we have servers at the pub and they will come and take your order at the table. They'll give you like a menu and you order at the table. Uh, but in the UK, I noticed that people order food at the bar. You got to go up and talk to the bartender and order the food and drinks that you want to get at the bar. Yeah, again, this depends because you've got a big range of pubs. So you've got your kind of village pub, which is, yeah, you've got to go up to the bar. But then, as I said before, you've got these kind of posher pubs, more upmarket pubs that are more like restaurants. So they're more like pubs slash restaurants. So there's a big range of, of things. So sometimes they will serve you at the table, but your typical traditional pub. Yeah, you go up to the bar. Uh, you get a drink, you order your food, um, and maybe somebody will serve you at the table, but they, they don't take your order that way. So there, there are loads of different types of, of pubs, to be honest. Um, and some of them have kind of morphed into this more like the restaurant business. And a lot of pubs have had to reinvent themselves over the years, smarten themselves up, maybe offer food, maybe go into a little bit more of a restaurant. So I think it's a pretty tough business to be in a pub, especially if it's, you know, your business and you're not part of a brand or, or, or a chain. But yeah, you, you order at the bar, which is quite nice. I don't know. I like that tradition. I like that as well. In Canada, we have to tip. Tipping is a big part of the culture in Canada. So if you have a server, that means you have to tip the server. And if you order drinks, then you have to tip for the drinks. And that can really add up. It's expensive. Sorry, Andrew, can I ask you about this? Because tipping is a really interesting point for me. Because in the UK, we do tip. But it's like, I tip if I feel that I've got good service not necessarily outstanding service. I think, oh, they were really nice and they were really helpful. So I'll give them a tip. But I mean, if they if they were just kind of the basic kind of service, nothing special, then then I won't tip. But for example, if I went to Canada, would they would they chase me for a tip like I've heard they do in the US? You wouldn't be like chased down the street, but um, they would definitely 
talk about you and call you some bad names after you left the pub. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's very like, it's 100% expected. And if you don't leave a tip, then it's like, you're really kind of um, considered to be a bad person. So wow. okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a part of cult the culture that a lot of people don't like. Unfortunately, in Canada, we are really influenced by the USA because of our geographical location. And as far as I understand, in some states in the USA, restaurants can pay their servers like a really low hourly mm. wage, like $3 an hour or something like that. And that is how the servers make up the, the money that they're not getting paid from the restaurant owner um, is through tips. Now, somehow that culture filtered into Canada, even though we don't have those wages. It's illegal in Canada to pay somebody $3 an hour to work. So we still pay a higher hourly wage to our servers and pubs and restaurants. Um, but that tipping culture snuck through. And yeah, so now if you were to go to a pub, for an example, and um, buy a beer, for every beer that you order, uh, you're, you should tip on that on that beer. So if you I don't know, maybe you went to the pub uh, with five friends. So it's you and uh, five friends, six people, and you decide you're in a good mood. You want to buy a round for your friends. So you buy six beers for everyone. Then you'd have to tip at least $6 extra, uh, $1 per beer for a tip. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so it can get pretty expensive. I'm in the wrong job. I need to quit my job and get over to Canada and work in an Irish bar. Wow. I'm not joking at all when I say this, that if you work at like an Irish pub that is busy on the weekends, you can clean up. You can make a ton of money. Some of the servers there and the bartenders there do extremely well for this reason. Tips can be a huge source of income for sure. I think I'm in the wrong profession and in the wrong <laughs> country. <laughs> and I have one Last question that I want to ask you, and then maybe we'll wrap things up here. And when I was in London in 2019, uh, I remember riding the bus one afternoon. It was like a Wednesday afternoon or Thursday afternoon, I think right around lunchtime. And I was shocked because it was a nice warm afternoon and there were tons of people in pubs like drinking beer and even standing outside. There were like little tables set up outside and just enjoying beers and enjoying the sunny weather. But I thought, this is weird because it's like a weekday afternoon. Don't these guys have to go back to the office after? And my friend who I was with said, oh, it's okay. People drink light beer in the afternoon. Maybe they'll have like a 2% or a 3% very light, light beer. Is this something that is common or did I just like catch it at a, at a weird day? Like maybe there's a, a football tournament happening or something that I didn't know about. Is that something people do in the UK? It, it's possible that you caught a football day, but it's it's very common to go out for a pub lunch. That's like a kind of a, a thing, a pub lunch. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say they necessarily drink ones that have less alcohol. I'm not sure about that, but um, <laughs> okay. I haven't heard of anybody doing that. But it, it's quite possible that people would drink something that's got less alcohol in it, especially if they're working. But um yeah, but the pub lunch is a phenomenon. Yeah, it, it is something that people like to do, especially in work groups with friends. Okay. And um, when I was at uni, I did it with some of my uni friends as well. So um, yeah, the pub lunch is very much a thing. I love it. Well, next time I am in the UK, I'm going to do a pub lunch, uh, maybe a pub dinner as well. 
Well, everyone, I think we'll leave it here for today. But thank you for listening. And again, congratulations on making it to the end of the episode. Great job on getting some English listening practice in today. Everyone, we would like to know your thoughts on this episode. Have you ever been to a pub, or are there pubs in your country? Let us know. Make sure to leave a comment on our website and share your opinion with us and the rest of the Culips community. And with your help, we can get a really interesting discussion going. If there was a part of our conversation that you didn't understand, you can always rewind and listen to it again. Or you can visit Culips.com, become a Culips member, and download the study guide and transcript. And if you like Culips and find us helpful for improving your English skills, then we would love it if you could support us. And there are many ways that you could do that, such as telling your friends who are learning English to check us out, following us on Instagram. You could subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. And finally, of course, you could become a Culips member. Like Anna said, all the info is on our website, culips.com. We'll be back with another episode very soon, and we'll talk to you all again then. Bye bye. Bye bye, everyone.